Todd and Rob in the afternoon. Hey, afternoon delight. With Todd and Rob. Oh, yeah. Oh, here we are. Oh, yeah. Another week. Oh, yeah. And it's, <laughs> and it's an exciting week. It's the week leading up to podcast movement. Yes, everybody's scrambling around trying to get their schedules pulled together and and trying to figure out who they're going to talk to at the event. Oh, yeah, it's crazy no, times. All right. I'm not really worried about that at all. You're not? Good. Nope. That's, that's going to happen natively. Well, that it does do that as well. I agree with you. <laughs> and I, I don't specifically go seeking out a whole bunch of people. I don't need to do that. But um, I'm, we're more worried about uh, getting uh, two products out the door, one that is going to be announced tomorrow morning and then one that, <laughs> fingers crossed, I make it Monday. I already yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the team hasn't even, I've seen it all, but they haven't given it to me for final testing. So I'm like, oh, so, yeah. Anyway, but pressure's on, right? Anyway, so a little new background going on there. Yeah, I I finally got my my background built out, like I've been talking about for the last it, know, it looks, month and a half. It looks like a disco back there for well, sure. It's true. It's true a little <laughs> bit. I could actually just click a couple of buttons and tone it down. Yeah, you a got bit. a little remote control, but it's fun yep. today. So before we get into the content today, we do have some boost that have come in. We're wired for boost. So anybody that boosts the show, I don't know if I, I don't think I'm gonna get the lit tag ready before sadly before uh, podcast movement. It's just too many things gonna happen here. But we got ten thousand sets from uh, River City Mystery uh, podcast. Todd, Rob, thank you for all you do to keep us informed what's going on in the podcast space. Matt, dig, D-I-G. If I sat, sat, if I pronounced it wrong, Matt, I apologize. And I got two, 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 2,220 stats from Adam Curry. He says six panelists. That's too many. <laughs> it could very well be too many, but <clears throat> so you're gonna oh, have well, you're gonna have you're gonna have to keep the topics tight, and you and I are gonna have to shut up. <laughs> I'm actually in the middle of trying to pull pull those topics together in my typical outline. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna have to be pretty short. Like three things we'll be able to talk about. I think it'll be maybe like four. I yeah. Mean, thank goodness we have an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah. Well, we need three. Yeah. So uh, we got a thousand sats from everything, everywhere. Longtime listener, figure I should boost after the call to action on the most recent episode. Glad to see Blueberry adopting podcast. Oh, that was, I think we read that one already. Oh, maybe not. Uh, glad to see Blueberry adopting 2.0. Lives and needs to step up. Gary Ardent, everything, everywhere, daily. Uh, see here. This one was another 50, oh, wrong show. 2,500 sats from uh, Mike Dell. So I think that gets us caught up on Boost. From And those of you that are not using the Fountain app or any of the Podcast 2.0 apps to listen to the show, you're doing to yourself a disservice. No longer need Apple Podcasts. No longer need Spotify. No longer. All you need is a Podcast 2.0 app, and you can earn money, especially when Fountain, listening to the show. So how about that? Right. That's awesome. <laughs> so, um, are you, you know, Rob, what is the deal? Libsyn has been spending money like a drunk sailor. What is this? Five, five acquisitions in a year. Are you guys, have you guys lost your minds over there? 
Well, yeah, I probably. But, Any uh, sane company does one, one acquisition <laughs> in one year. You, you, you did five? You, you guys are crazy. Uh, well, you know, I guess there's nothing like, uh, you know. Chaos? Move it fast. No, it's not moving fast. It's chaos. Admit it. Well, okay. It's chaos. <laughs> of course. It's a, uh, a structured chaos, right? <laughs> mm, I mm-hmm. see. Yep. I, okay. If that's a story and you're sticking to it, then that's, that's good. <laughs> I think we wanted to kind of, kind of get more involved in the European market. So the company that we acquired, um, uh, uh, Julpa, um, who's, um, in Berlin and Munich and all those, um, that gives us a a little bit of a footprint in, uh, in, in Europe. So I think you guys, you guys weren't already doing business in Europe with Libsyn. Well, we were to some degree, but there's nothing like having a, a, a physical presence there, um, that actually understands the market on a day-to-day basis and can focus on it. So, all right. Well, uh, like I said, uh, yeah, good for you guys. Like I said, spending money like drunk sailors. Holy cow. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Busy, busy, busy. So, uh, one thing I can do, uh, here on the show is because we're cutting it loose largely this afternoon, just the press release and blog post. I'll go out a little later today, but we're done. We got the programmatic built and tested. So all Blueberry hosting customers as of probably tomorrow morning, will be able to monetize, flip flip the switch. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. Uh, Our biggest challenge was the, the power press integration, because we have to do some things on our regular publishing platform. It's easy. We just flip a switch and we change some URLs and it's Mm -hmm. done. Well, because all the PowerPress users are basically on their own .coms and they control their own RSS feeds, we have to do a sync. We basically do a little connection, do a little API call, do a little flip to do da. And they tested on my show, Geek News Central, about thirty times, and I was I backed the system up, but I was fully expecting them to thrash my URLs because there's three thousand media feeds that had to be updated. Mm. (laughs) and uh the first time they did the flip uh i said hey guys we don't need to be flipping the mp4s those aren't getting monetized so they had to go back and do some more code but anyway it's 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 ready and uh so this has been a long 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 time coming but i will give you one hint rob on what we're doing on monday okay and it's a feature that will benefit Listeners, mm-hmm. want to take a guess? I have no idea. Good, that's great. That means <laughs> that means I'm. You guys can't code it up over the weekend. Actually, I don't All right. think. <laughs> <laughs> Going to scramble and get it out before you. Yeah. Well, because we are are launching programmatic ads as well in this time frame. So oh, it's called auto ads. So, so when does that? When do you guys turn that on? Well, it's actually been operational for a while. It's just, it's been in just with a few customers as we've been kind of scaling it up. Wow. Um, so it's actually been active for a few months now. It's just, it's just not um, across the whole ecosystem. Yeah. So, so not quite yet. Yeah. So we're cutting it loose to everyone. And uh, I guess I can say it now. We partnered with Soundstack. 
and uh, they're our provider and uh, our DSP. And uh, I guess that's the correct term. I don't know. Yep. But the uh, partner. Right? Yep. And uh, they're the ones that are going to be uh, filling all the inventory, uh, which is mm-hmm. exciting. Uh, they've got huge, 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 huge. Uh, I don't know. They got like 30 different integrations with 30 different ingress points. So, um, yeah, it's going to, it's, it's going to be good. Uh, so we'll see what happens, you know, we'll see how many shows we know how many has signed up for the, mm-hmm. the pre, you know, they said, Oh, we want it. We want it. So we'll let them all know tomorrow morning that they can go in and actually, it's only two, th- actually two things they got to do read term service. They, cause we don't collect a lot of information when people sign up. So we ask them, uh, what country they're in and what language their show is produced in. And, uh, then that will, uh, basically set it up so that the data we send over during that trigger to get the ad insertion on the pre-roll or post-roll will, will get the right type of ad. That way you won't have a, uh, you won't hear a French ad in an English show or you won't hear, hear a German ad in a Spanish show and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, yeah, so we're excited and, and we're ready to go in a lot of countries too. So that's even more exciting. So, um, yeah, that's the power of doing anything with dynamic ad insertion is that you can, you can target the the spots to the geo location right. that they're, yep. they're going to, I think. I mean, others will try and target using other other principles, but we the the trick tend that to shy away from that a little bit. The only thing that has been a little bit of a hiccup that we've seen is that because there are so many people that are submitting ads mm-hmm. at the end of near the end of the month, what we've noticed is someone that hasn't moved all their inventory. So let's say it's a Spanish ad, mm-hmm. they will put it in their system as English, and an English show will get a Spanish ad. So they've been whack-a-moling a few bad individuals. Um, so that's the only thing that we've seen so far that, um, mm-hmm. that raised a concern. Now, if a Spanish show wants to sell against my English audience, great. I'll take their money. They don't, my audience won't understand a, a word they said. So right. it, it won't be effective. And right. I really don't want them exposed to that, to be honest with you. But um, that's the only real hiccup we've seen. And, you know, we did do a exclusion of like eight or nine categories of content too. Mm-hmm. So that happened, but. Yeah. Anyway. Cause it is hard to target, um, like a spot that's done in another language to a, another language listener, well, unless that right. show is in another language. Yeah. Right? It make, makes no right. sense, you know? Right. And, so and, and they're not the supposed, part. they're not supposed to do that. Um, they right. are, they get whacked. Matter of fact, they go on like this exclusion list. They will never, ever get ads in again because they've lied in their, right. Their onboarding of their content. Now where it gets a little gray is that sometimes it's okay for English to flow out into other. Yeah. Um, yeah but, I don't know how that works, but it may not be cool either. So it's, but, it's one of those areas that the industry needs to adjust on. Now, if the geo is in Guadalajara, then right. fi- fire the Spanish ad, you know, because you're p- more than potentially having a Spanish listener, but I, yeah. again, maybe not, maybe it's an expat listening. So you just, well, you never know. That's what you're dealing with is you're dealing with 
people that are usually multi-language, uh, and that's where it gets complicated, right? Because you just don't know what language they primarily um, understand or comprehend, yeah. right? And who that audience is that's catering to that. So, so I'm sure, uh, just like anything else, there's going to be a little bit of, you know, a little bit of growing pains. I hope not too much. And right. uh, they've been super responsive whenever we've heard something and and it didn't belong. And uh, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, I, it's mm-hmm. you know the the tech's pretty good, but it's not ninety nine point nine. Right. You know, I'll settle for 99. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, hey, lots of stuff in the in the whole news market. You sent me over a couple of things here today. And yeah. I've, I've been head down. We've been just so busy trying to get this thing out the door. This this uh, this pod sites and it's quarter 322 benchmark ad frequency dropped. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting. Um in this case, uh, fewer might be better. Um, is the key key takeaway? I mean, I mean, how many times do you want to hammer that listener with a message before they get it, right? And and at some point, there's a threshold that you get to where it becomes an annoyance, <laughs> and then they they turn and have a negative perception of right. the brand. So it's a uh, it's it's a balance, right? As with a lot of things in podcasting, it's a, it's a delicate balance to try and get things right, not upset people, but keep a positive kind of relationship going. So average frequency dip 6.3 to 4.7. The company says improved ad effectiveness. Now what's even more bizarre. Mm-hmm. They said that programmatic ads work better than embedded ones. Now, did they get their language wrong? <laughs> did they did, are they supposed to say the ad inserted ads at host well, endorsed ad inserted ads work better than embedded ones is, did, is that what they meant to say i i think well the 63% that i see in their study that's showing a 63% higher conversion rate for dynamic ads than embedded ads so when you say embedded ads i'm assuming baked in host reads right embedded could be host endorse injected so well, dynamic ads would be using dynamic insertion. And but that's injected, not but that's not programmatic. They said the company reports that programmatic ads work better than embedded ones. Programmatic is way still different. dynamically inserted though. I agree, but it's way yep. different than that's not a host endorse, that's a Geico ad or Ford. Well, or, okay. There is a different line item for produced ads versus host read ads. So that's right below it. Um uh, 27% um, more effectiveness for produced ads. Okay. And what was, what and what there. was the effectiveness for programmatic ads? I doesn't actually break that out. Oh, uh, I would imagine that produced ads would be more. programmatic. I would, I would ads. think so. Right. All right. So, because, but more and more, you know, a pre-recorded host read is a produced ad too, but I guess it depends on, Who's doing the producing? Right. All right. Is it the brand or is it the host doing the host read? Right. And are we talking about baked in? So I think that there's some definitional issues being used uh, as terms are being thrown around um, because there there are some distinctions here that make a difference. Right. Mm-hmm. But, huh. Yeah. 
but it is kind of flies in the face of what we typically have heard where the embedded ads or baked in maybe I'm assuming that's what they're implying here um, is, has always been more effective because it's more authentic because it's read by the host and right. all that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, what they're saying here is that the, that the pre-produced dynamic ads uh, may be more effective, uh, which uh, it, if it's pre-produced, if it's pre-produced by the host, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe, of course. But it's again, if but if they're not clearly drawing the lines, no, here, that's the thing. If you're being effective, the pre-produced ad should not sound any different than the host endorsed ad. If it's done right, I yeah, agree with you. It, it right. two in the same, right. But a, a typical Geico ad doesn't sound like a host review. No. So, so that's, I think that's where the line is for me anyway, as mm-hmm. I think about this. Right. Yeah, I think so too. So it's, it's curious, I guess. Um, but is the, uh, average frequency dropping because less money's being spent? Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, by but, the go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to mention about pre-rolls, which I think I've been putting out for, for a long time that mid-rolls are the way to go yeah. if you look to the future. Of course. Um, but but it still appears that the, the ad buyers are still looking for pre-rolls. It's easy. Yeah. It's easy. Wow. That's the case. By the way, I found a new Red Bull version I like, it, uh, and it's too. it's the strawberry apricot. It's delicious. Any, any, and I know a lot of people aren't Red Bull fans. This is delicious. Strawberry apricot. Red Bull still looking for that sponsorship here. <laughs> well, supposedly we're on dynamic ad assertion now, right, Todd? Yes, so we are. Knows, maybe is Red Bull running campaigns? Uh, if anybody hears one, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> and if you, and that's another thing too. If this audience, if you're listening to the audio version of this, and the fill rate's going to, because we just, kind of turn this on for this show so it's yeah. going to grow over the next 60 90 days as they learn about the show um if you hear an ad that's not appropriate send us send me an email <laughs> and send me the actual media file yeah that's what i want i want i want the media file so uh let us know if you hear something just because is completely whacked you know there's a lot of people todd that don't know how to get the media files anymore huh I would say that there's a lot of people that don't know how to get the media files from podcasts. They're on their phone. I know. But okay. <laughs> they may not know. I mean, they can share the episode link probably. But, probably. Well, it won't yeah. be the same unless I get their audio file with the, or just tell me who the advertiser was. Right. That wasn't right. Yeah. 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 Or if you hear, uh, you know, someone speaking Arabic or something, some, you know, <laughs> whatever it may be, you know, that's what we want to know. <laughs> So this is here's the thing too. This is like really putting it out there. This this audience is the ones that gets to to hear this product, <laughs> whether it works or not. And yeah. again, not everyone's going to hear an ad, you know. So it yeah. is it is kind of disappointing when you click play and you don't get one. You're like crap, you know. But <laughs> but you know it also knows when wow. when I've hit it two or three times, <laughs> you know, to try to sample. You know, and it says, oh, no, 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 you've already had your turn. Right. Move on, dude. (laughs) You're not getting any more. (laughs) No cheating, you know, no clicking the play button to drive up the ad rates. Right, right. And and, and so just so you know, I 
I don't do that, but I do probably click two or three times over the course of the week to hear what's what's being run. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it was Google with their AdWords and stuff like that had to put filters like that in there. Yeah. In the early days of uh, that type of dynamic advertising. Yeah, they actually filtered uh, right. your the owner's IP. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and, if, and you weren't if, allowed to click. You weren't supposed to click. Yeah, and if you were a competitor, there were people that in the early days would get in and just click the button over and over right. again to drive up the budgets. That's right. Right. That's that's where those Chinese click farms come in handy. Right. Yeah. Go yeah. go go hit go hit that uh, certain ad from certain company eight hundred times. Right. <laughs> if you have a whole bank of phones that automatically do it. Right? Oh, I don't think yeah. that's effective anymore. I, I, at least, yeah, I don't think it is either. They're they're catching that stuff. Time. Yeah, they can. Do, oh, why is this all coming through? You know, this is right. all coming from a certain region in China or so, or in or right. Bangalore in India or wherever. Yeah, correct. Uh, but. Anyway, so this, uh, I didn't get to listen to this U.S. Latino podcast listener report that came out by Edison. I was, uh, I'm afraid I didn't even know about it until you sent me the email. I heard nothing about this. So why wasn't this advertised better? I think they let everybody know about it a few weeks ago. And then I I think Pod News covered it. Um, But yeah, Um, it's, it's interesting, you know, um, this this area of podcasting is kind of it's safe to say is kind of exploding. You know, it's doing quite well. So let's look at this: twenty five hundred interviews, June of twenty twenty two. Yep. Date weighted to match age, sex, country of origin. U.S. Hispanic Latino population infinite dial twenty twenty two podcast listening statistics. Survey offered both English and Spanish. So. U.S. Latinos birthplace, 70% in the United States, 30% outside. Mm-hmm. So that's how the breakdown was. So here's some numbers. U.S. Latinos, 18 plus, ever listened to a podcast. In 2020, it was 45%. In 2022, is 59. Only, only a 3% increase between 21 and 22, which is not a big number, but still. Mm-hmm. growth yeah and we'll say this looks like it was sponsored by edison and donde media lwc studios libsyn prx and xxm media get right. that out there so uh for writing a check on this one yeah 51 percent of us latinos have ever listened to a podcast that was mostly in english 2020 was 48 percent 33% of U.S. Latinos have ever listened to a podcast that was mostly in Spanish. Um, that number has not grown from 2021. Hmm. Yeah. Listen, mostly in Spanish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah, mostly in Spanish. You're right. Listen to a podcast in the last month. Ooh. U.S. population 18 plus went from 40 to 38%. U.S. a uh, U.S. total population eighteen plus forty to thirty eight percent. U.S. Latinos eighteen plus thirty six to thirty four. That's not a good sign of it going down. Yeah, actually, yeah. It's amazing, interesting to see what the Edison share of ear study shows this this coming year too. Whether or not we're seeing a slight decline. 
Well, um, the numbers show it. it if we're yeah. if we go over and look at the podcast uh, index stuff, it's we've seen numbers decline. Yeah, I mean that's in the number of shows. The number of shows, so, but that would equal right. less listens because you're just you're going to have a drop. It's going to be right. You know, it's going to cause the listens to go down too. Yeah. Listen to a podcast in the last month. Whoa. U.S. Latinos, 18 plus, 34. Born in the U.S., 37. Born outside the U.S., 29%. So, born outside the U.S., 29. Hmm. There's more, there's definitely more Latinos listening to podcasts in the last month in the U.S. than, than, um, hmm. Born in the U.S. versus, okay. Yeah, Yeah, 37 versus 29. Total, total, total Latinos is 34%. Yeah. U.S. Latinos, 18 plus, born in the U.S., 37. What's the difference? Born in the U.S., does that mean that's a, that's a population as a whole that is including everybody or? Yeah. That's, well, it's just the Latinos that were born in the oh, U.S. Okay, were, okay. versus born outside but what's US, the U.S. But what's U.S. Latinos, 18 plus? That's everybody born in uh, or born outside, I would okay. imagine. Okay. All right. That's a little yeah. confusing to me. Yeah. 27% of U.S. Latinos report listening to a podcast in the last week. Okay. Mm-hmm. U.S. Latino monthly podcast listeners, 30% of U.S. Latino adults estimated at 15 million people. Mm. That's a, still a, a pretty big a group of individuals listening to podcasts. Right. right. So, mm-hmm. he, oh, this is interesting. Gender of U.S. Latino monthly podcast listeners. Um, wow. Still mostly men, but it's catching but, but up. But not by much. 53, yeah. 47. Yeah. 2021 was 58, 42. 20 was 55, 45. So the ladies have joined the party more between 21 and 22 for sure. It's about the, yeah, it's a, what a 5% increase. Mm-hmm. And then a 5% decrease for men. Yeah. Well, I guess that well, would make sense. Yeah. yeah. AJ, U.S. Latino monthly podcast listeners, 2022, 18 to 34, 47, 35 to 54, 42, and age 55 plus 11. See, here we go. This 35 to 54 number, you know, podcasting is maturing. It is. Well, people get old. People are older. getting older. And, you know, my show's always been 35 plus crowds. So even from the back in the beginning of, of Oh four, but, um, yeah, I think when we first started talking about this, Todd, I think we saw that the 18 to 34 number was usually pretty low, low. Um, and then the, the, well, 18 to 25 was low, but yeah. 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 And the comment that I made is over time, those people get older and then they're right. going to convert over to the yeah. other side. And, yeah. and so what we've seen is actually, I think a, a much more rapid expansion of the 18 to 34 market than we had seen in the past. So, and then, but it looks like that the 55 plus, uh, area is, it's not really, I guess it's growing compared to 2021, but it's about the same as it was in 2020. So Tom just said, oh, sorry, I missed his comment earlier. We we're putting out a study on Tuesday that is the best look at these differences that I've worked on. And so That's great. I, they're putting out something. I don't know exactly what it's the 
title of it is, but it, Tom seems pretty dog on it. He's been r- raving about this for like the last two weeks. Oh yeah. About this, uh, you know, the data they're going to put out of podcast movement. So, uh, we're going to have something to chew on coming out of podcast movement for sure. But sadly, I, we're going to be off the week after podcast movement because I'm going to be, where am I going to be? I'm going to be, I think I'm going to be in Vegas the day we're supposed to do the show. Mm. Speaking to a group of people, but, um, interesting on this breakdown on age. Let's move on here. Religion. Now this should not come as a surprise. Religion of us Latino monthly podcast list, 40% Catholic, 31% other Christian, 7% other religions, atheist 22. This is a stark difference from, I think if we, I think slides I've seen in the past, if I remember correctly in the United States, the folks that are denominational are much less. I think if I remember, but again, that's, I don't remember the yeah. AB on this, but not surprised, you know, it's 71, 78% are, are, you know, Catholic, other Christian or other. So yeah. right. faith-based shows in Spanish should probably do pretty well. Yeah, I would imagine they would. Generation of U.S. Latino monthly listeners. U.S. born, first gen, 48. <coughs> Excuse me. U.S. born, second gen, 14. U.S. born, third gen, 13%. Born outside the United States, 25. Hmm. That's that's interesting. I do have to say, I kind of wonder why why this data, uh, how how this data helps the industry. Knowing this, I'm not quite sure. Well, I understand. Um, yeah, think about that for a second. I mean, it's I, not like there's going to be any kind of. I I mean, it's a interesting. Well, if you, if you are third, if you're third generation, right, you know, first, first generation, your parents were somewhere in Latin America, right. And, or, or, you know, maybe I shouldn't generalize, but you know, they lived somewhere outside of the United States. So Mm -hmm. they were, they were born here, but their parents weren't. So there's a, different perspective if you're second gen that then that means your grandparents were the ones that immigrated here and then third gen it's like you know the great 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 grandparents so that's that's i mean when you get into great great that is uh so i think it's it's a while right so parents grandparents great oh so great grandparents yeah yeah i think it's an interesting um data point i just not quite sure I understand what the mapping is to podcast listening, but yeah, I guess they just, you know, they try to figure out, you know, how long, how long has your family been here? How ingrained in America are you? Right. Maybe that's the thing. I don't know. 17% U.S. Latino monthly podcast listeners identified as LGBTQ. That's uh, an interesting number. Mm-hmm. What, what is the U.S.? I don't know. Uh, that's that's a that's an amazing number to me. That's a wower. Wow. Yeah. 17%. Yeah, it's a big number. That's a big number. I think I that you're I, talking about 15 million people, right? That's a big number. That's a big number. 
I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised about this. Wow. I'm going to tell you, if you're going to do a Spanish, if you're, if you're Latino and you're LGBTQ+, time for a podcast. Holy cow. Right. Well, that's what the industry, yeah. that's what we need. That's wow. We that, right. That's a big number. I don't know. I, I wonder what the U.S. population, you know, here's the thing to think about, too. It in, could be fairly close to that. It, too, it, you know? in, in the early days of podcasting, if we look at this from a historical standpoint, there was no outlets, true, you know, there was a little bit on mainstream media, not much. But in the beginning of podcasting, who, the big shows came out, Feast of Fools. There was, there was a whole line of LGBTQ shows that launched in the very, very early days of podcasting. Um, some of the shows are still going today. And this was 2004, 2005. And wh why did they launch? They launched because this was the only, at the time, was the only outlet for, to be able to get distribution, be able to get the word out. They weren't being, there wasn't this, like today, the embrace right. by LGBTQ and mainstream media, it wasn't like that. So the LGBTQ space that's why the podcast awards, we've always had an LGBTQ category from the day one because mm -hmm. there was a big representation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and Todd, if you look at the next slide, it talks about 7% um, of American adults. Oh, there's the number I was looking have for. I, have identified as the LGBTQ. So 7% of American adults right. identify as LGBTQ, 11% of Latino adults in 2021 identified as LGBTQ. So that 2000. number has grown then. But listen to this, in 2018, 22% of Latino millennials identified as LGBTQ as according to the University of Chicago. Oh, so I don't know that this is 7% of American adults identify as LGBTQ plus um, of podcast listeners. No, no, like no. This, this is, is just, overall, this is overall. Overall population. Yeah. Right. So if you look at the, between so seven there, so the, the Latino. over-indexing. Yeah, the Latino community is over-indexing. Absolutely. Wow. As podcast listeners. Right, 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 so, right. Right. Huh. Yeah, that's what this means. Tom says, U.S. population according to last Gallup data. I need to read more what he's saying here. He said seven. I don't know what that seven was in reference to. I'm sorry. Seven percent. Oh, yep, seven percent. Right. So it is over-indexing by ten percent. Well, or is wow. it? Wow. No, no, the Latino adults. Yeah, Latino adults 11%. are. Eleven percent. So, so it's over-indexing it, by six percent. Right. Hmm. Wow, that's 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 an amazing number right there. All right, let's talk about podcast listening. Mm -hmm. What attracted you to listen to podcasts? 50% topic I'm interested in, host of radio show, TV and movie celebrity, music artist, something else. Topic I'm interested in. That makes sense. There we go. And that's why, what drives all the consumption on why uh, why on do you, YouTube too? Yeah, right? why do you listen? Why why do I watch sailing channels? It's something I'm interested in. Topic, topic, yep. Yep. topic, host, and celebrity. So it's a topic, then it's yep. um, a person, mm -hmm. 
celebrity music or, artists. Or, or it could be a celebrity, but it, that actually indexes equally to just being a, a host that you mm-hmm. like. All right. Cool. All right. Location of where U.S. Latino monthly listeners listen most often. 64% at home, 13% in car, 12% at work, 11 place somewhere else. Interesting. 64% at home. Do you ever, do you ever listen to a podcast that have audio only without a video? 79, 78% said yes versus 79 from last year. Video that you actively watch while listening. Wow. 76 to 70. That's like this show. Right video play in the background or minimize on your device while listening 66% versus 60 from last year. So I never watch video in the background though. That's, I guess the difference in me. Or, or listen as the video plays. Is that what you're saying in the background? No, I watch. Oh, okay. So, you know, I don't, I never, I, I can't even tell you when I've ever, it's too distracting to me to, listen without watching because usually something's going on now i guess if it's a podcast like this you can probably you know not a lot of interactivity going on like today we're showing screens but 78 percent of us latino monthly podcasters ever listen to podcasts with a video component again eight percent listen exclusive podcasts with video that were actively watched while listening this is why we need to get the lit tag going on here do you listen to podcasts that have video because you use YouTube to listen to watch other types of content? So you also listen to podcasts, 43%. But here's the crazy part, Rob. Again, Dave Jones did that study where he went through and looked at the top 200 list to see actually in Apple Podcasts, category, category, to look and see actually who had YouTube channels. And it was so very small. And there was a few that were breakouts. Yep. But just very few, there was not this huge cross-correlation. So probably what's happening is the really, really big shows are attracting a, you know, a lot of audience. And, but the little shows are attracting none. So, or, or there, there are shows that are just on YouTube that people are perceiving as being podcasts. I don't know about that. It's again, I looked at the, what Dave did and. That was pretty compelling to me. And I had, I had wondered as well. They, everyone's talking about, got to have YouTube, got to have YouTube, got to have We got YouTube. This show doesn't do crap on YouTube, you know? And it does well as a podcast, but of course this is a podcast show. But again, if you go through the top 200 list of every category and look for the corresponding YouTube channel that goes with the show, there's, there's, there's very few crossovers. So there are yeah, some then why are the numbers so high? Uh, that's people, the, that's the question. People, I, I don't think it's been, I think that there's a lot of shows. I mean, I watch a lot of YouTube and I know you do too. Yeah. Todd. yeah. Um, th- there's a lot of shows on, on YouTube that are done just like what we do here, right? but are not out as a podcast. No, not at all. So, so I think what's going on is the listeners are perceiving them as podcasts. I watch they're a show called Scam Baiters that, right. you know, is a guy right. that they're trying to get people, you know, hack uh, those right. that are scamming people. And it's just like this. Right. And they're showing screens and stuff. And, but I'm watching the activity of the screen. I don't consider that a podcast, but 
I don't know. It's easier to pay attention to podcasts with video, 42%. It's easier to listen or watch podcasts on YouTube than other platforms, 36. A podcast with video. Again, please, let's give me the list. Give me the list of the top 500 podcasts on YouTube that are, that are driving these answers. Well, Todd, and, it's, it's got to be like what I'm saying here. It's got to uh, be that there's a lot of shows that are just being produced either live or being done on YouTube that are not, they don't have an audio RSS feed. So, right. I mean, I think that there's maybe an opportunity there for them to do that. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it, maybe it's pure perception again. I think it is. It's, it's like what, what we've been saying all along, you know, does having an, I, I, I know Tom shaking, I know really, Tom shaking his head right now. I know he's saying, nope, 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 nope. Well, you know, <laughs> it's, it, it does doing a podcast now require an RSS feed. I, well, I think for some people, I would say that that's probably for, lis for listeners. They don't care, but again, no, I, even more and more content creators, I would say, especially as you're thinking about, um, YouTube creators. Um, yeah, but most YouTubers, but it. most YouTubers are not saying they're podcasters unless they have a real podcast, but the listeners are perceiving them. But, as but, being a but, podcast. but the thing is, wouldn't you have to say I'm doing a podcast on YouTube? Wouldn't you have to, how would a listener, mm -hmm. how would a YouTube, when I watch YouTube, that's a YouTuber. I never, I in agree my, with you. I agree with you, Todd, because we're, we're old school and we like the, the well, no, RSS but, but, part but, of But this. I look for shows on YouTube yeah. that are podcast and I don't find them. Uh, it's my point, right? But still 36% <laughs> of people are seeing them as a podcast. Yeah. And when right? you do find them, you look at their listener views. Are there watch views? It's like 10, 12, like this show, 20, 25. And how many people are watching on YouTube? At least yeah. those, there are shows out there. Huge. Don't get me wrong. There are some that are very, very successful. They are the outliers. Well, Todd, I think it's also, I've been watching a lot of kind of trainings on how, how YouTube's algorithm works. And it's, uh, it does skew towards certain topics and it creates the algorithm will actually create an audience for a show. But when I search specifically right. search and seek out, cause I've been doing this a lot. I keep scratching my head about this whole YouTube thing that keeps coming up. Yeah. I just think Todd, we need to learn more about the algorithm, um, at, you know, at, at, uh, YouTube and also, for the kind of show that we do is the, the users of YouTube looking for the type of content that we're producing. And I'm not quite sure. I mean, I think it's a very, very niche yeah. audience on YouTube. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I continue to ask podcasters too. I talk to podcasters. You got a YouTube channel. Right. How's it doing? And they're like, waste everyone, waste of time, waste of time, waste of time. So, we can I don't want to, I don't want to put, yeah, we see this data and I'm like, where's the correlation where you please tie that together. I want to know. I do. I want, I want that tie in prove well, to me. This is the data right here. It is the at. data, but the, the problem is right. where are the YouTube, where are the you successful YouTube podcast that are corresponding to what's in Apple podcast. There isn't a correlation at all. Yeah, I don't think that they are. There's no correlation. 
the the content creators on YouTube don't think of themselves as a podcast. No. Well, then how does a listener, how does a viewer of YouTube think that's a podcast? Because they have a perception that a podcast is a certain type of content. Oh, okay. Then that question needs to be asked. Right. And I think that cuts to the core of this entire I'm, issue. I, right. I, I'm not disputing the data, but I just want to know where's the, show me the meat. <laughs> show me the beef. <laughs> yeah. It's all in the mind of the, of the listener or the viewer. Yeah, right? absolutely. That's what we're talking about here. It's not a technology thing. It's so, not so, a so I, I know, creator. I thing. know Tom's not over there anymore, but. Don't eat me, Tom Webster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he would eat us, but I think he would uh, definitely um, try and clarify on this. I'd love um, I, I, that's that's the thing. It's you know, let's go on here. There's another page of this. Right, right. Do you listen to podcasts have video because the podcast you listen to post short clips, twenty eight percent, and that's what most people do. Right. Podcast you listen to is only available video, twenty six percent. Now there's an interesting number. A podcast you listen to is only available with video. Right. That's I'm, part of the answer to your question. There we go. Because I'll be honest with you, I, I know what the percentage of right. podcasters are actually truly doing video. It's less than 5%. Right. And then a service you use to listen to podcasts only has podcasts with video. Oh, interesting. Which is, I mean, there's really only one platform, right? Or well, was it Spotify and a few of the apps, right, out there, podcast apps that have video support? So, but, interesting. You want to make the most of your YouTube premium account. Now, here's another thing, too. Let's just be honest. The majority of podcasters that are doing live like you and I are, mm -hmm. are doing video, are not making their podcasts available AKA by now let's, we don't have to get technical. They're not making available via an RSS feed because it's too expensive. So they put right. it up on YouTube. Right. So I right. can, I can agree. It's free hosting. So right. I, I can, I can, I can say that I would agree that if this show in a listener's perspective, if we didn't have this show available as video, and someone watches on YouTube, they'd say, yeah, that's a, that's a podcast because we portray as a podcast. Well, Todd, also, I think as you look at this show, this show doesn't have a separate channel either. So no, but I don't know that's necessarily a huge issue, but, but, um, you know, we also don't mention in the show, you know, click the. Oh, go, go click the subscribe button and, and, button and, and bell, right? <laughs> Ring the bell. Right, right, right. And, and check out these videos. But I don't, right? but I don't yeah. hear, but I don't hear podcasters that have YouTube, which are the few I can find doing right. that either. So. <laughs> right. Because we're catering to right, what right. we perceive as a different user. Yeah, a different audience. audience right. Well, that doesn't have those proprietary Tools. So the mystery continues. I'm not trying to be an old curmudgeon. I'm just trying to understand and wrap my brain around this. Yeah. And I think this helps paint, paint the picture. You know, I do agree podcast. You, you listen to, um, Joe Rogan has clips that he posts. Well, I think he, uh, does he still in, do it now? Yeah. He's still posting like 
two or three minute clips uh, of his episodes. So that's what he's by contract allowed to do with Spotify. So Right, right. <laughs> so that could be a lot of what you're seeing there is people yeah. are seeing clips like that as so, podcasts because they're Joe Rogan. So here's an interesting thing. Podcast topics, US Latino monthly podcast listeners ever listen to. Music's number one, comedy number two. Society and culture, number three, true crime, number four, TV, movies, four, sports, five, health and fitness, six, tech, seven, politics, eight, music. Now, the challenge with doing music, what, you know, I guess I need to start sampling some music shows and see how they're doing it these days. And then let's go down the list. His, well, and technology is pretty low on that list, right yeah. down there with politics. Well, history, national yeah. news, this the list continues, right. personal development, science, games, education. Right. Let's go see what's at the bottom. Local news, language, climate, kids and family fiction, news from Latin America, international news. That's at the bottom of the list. So, hmm. Which of the following music artists would you be interested in listening to on a podcast if they host a podcast? Shakira at 44. Jennifer Lopez at 40. Selena Gomez at 37. Bad Bunny at 32. I don't know who she is. Mark Anthony at 31. Carol G. I know who Mana is, 24. Camille Cabello, 23. Romeo Santos, 22. So again, it's got a list of, of artists. Some of them I know, some I do not. And quite, quite a few Latino. Of course. See here. Yeah, right. of course. Which makes sense. This is a Latino podcast yeah. listener report. So yeah. Latin music's sense. fun. Yeah. Which is fine types of music, hip hop, pop Latino, classic rock, alternative rock, R&B, bachata, Top 40, country, reggaeton, banda, Christian. Now, you're not going to see that in a top 10 list of a U.S. listener. No. Uh, classical, dance, soft rock, salsa. Goes on and on. So, interesting. How closely do you follow U.S. national news? 44%. Very closely. Somewhat closely, 38. Local news, 42, 39. News from Latin America, 3035. I bet you they get their Latin news. Well, this is just in general. This isn't on podcasts. Hmm. Yeah. I interest you in listening to a local news podcast that primarily includes stories about perspectives from Latinos. 50% very interested, somewhat interested, 37, not interested, all 13. So about 50 50 there. Hmm. In the past year, we have directly paid or given money to any local news source. 37 yes, 63 no. I think that's flipped. Uh, if I remember the previous Edison report, I think it was pretty high. Such as subscribing to, oh, in the past year, have you directly paid or given money to any local news service? Okay, this isn't any podcast. That's just any kind any, of news source. Any, right. any. 37 yes, 63 no. It doesn't bode well for the. No. The news industry doesn't. No, but what's that number for podcasts then? Is it the same split? How important is it for you to know about weather? 69. Crime, 67. Prices, 66. Government politics, 58. Goes down and down and down. Hmm, weather. Why are you worried about weather? Well. Okay. Let's, oh, let's. Extreme storms are a brewing time. Yeah, okay, whatever. Don't start on the whole climate change. <laughs> Latino podcast. Uh, all right. So, oh, this comes from 
this is, I think, a pull from the previous report from Edison, right? It looks like it. Yeah. So this breaks out U.S. population, podcast creators. We've already seen this. Okay. Yeah. When did uh, when did you most recently listen to a podcast that was hosted by Latinos? 38% with a week, 28% with a month, 13% within the last six months, 10% more than four months, six months, and 11% never. Hmm. So it tells you they're listening. Yeah, definitely. Listen to a podcast that hosted by Latinos last month. 66 compared to 62% between 21 and 22. It's going up. As a result of hearing a sponsorship, here we go, or advertisement on a podcast you really listen to, have you ever? 69% gathered more information, recommended product to a friend or family. That's what happens on my show. People recommend to friends and families and people that they know. I don't, of course, I tell them not to write in the bathroom wall, but uh, purchase a, a service, 55%. Use the promotion or discount code mentioned, it's 52. These are great numbers. Well, I've I've told many uh, family and friends about your your GoDaddy relationship yeah, to go, yeah. go check it out. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what that is. Six degrees of separation, get you two or three right. down the road. Yep. Right. right. It all adds up. It does. Everyone counts towards my monthly minimum. As a result of hearing a sponsorship or advertisement of podcast you regularly listen to, have you ever said yes to gathering more information about a product? 76%. Okay, so they break this down by red, black, or blue, and gray. Latinos listen to a podcast hosted by Latinos. Listen to a podcast hosted by more than a month. Never listen to a Latino. Okay, so this is... Within the last month, more than a month, and never. So 76, 55, 39. So definitely those that listen more, buy more, or, or gather more. Recommend a product, 74, 50, 32. Purchase a product or service, 64, 39, 25, 50. So basically, anyone that's listening is, is acting more on, on ads, I hear. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's also, you know, this also a testament to duration of campaigns. Uh, it's not an issue of frequency as much as it is. It takes time for people to convert. And I think that's what you've tapped into with your GoDaddy relationship is that you built a reputation as a place to potentially get a promo code. Yeah. So Emily says, I have a lot of folks coming to me to start podcasts and are confused. It's different from a YouTube channel. I think Rob's right to every listener doesn't know the difference between a channel and what they call a podcast. Well, probably maybe you're onto something there. Yeah. Andrew says, sure. So true. I don't think they truly care, which is concerning to a point. I always have to explain the difference to my clients and the potential outcomes of choosing a video podcast only on YouTube or an audio podcast via RSS feed. Remember, you do video podcasts via RSS feed too. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah, yep. that's what this this show does. Yeah, we do right. both. Yeah. All right, let's move on here. Spanish podcast listening. Have you ever listened to a podcast that was mostly English? U.S. Latino monthly podcast listener. Ninety percent said yes. Wow, that's huge. Yeah. Which um, holds well for huge. E English advertising. Right. Born outside of the U.S., that number drops to 77%. First, first generation, 94. Second generation, 94. Third gen, 94. That's, that's, that's massive. Yeah. 
So it yeah. doesn't. So it looks like that you don't have to be running um, ads to to Latinos that are in Spanish. The question needs to be asked, and it should have been. I wish they'd asked: Are you bilingual? How much? How you know? How are you completely fluent in English? Are you? You know that would that would also tell us something too. You know, obviously, if they're listening to English podcasts, then they're fluent in English as well, or maybe they're learning. Because if you're second generation or third generation, you're going to probably easily speak English and Spanish both. First gen, probably, probably. Yeah, I think it's born outside of the U.S. is the ones that have the lowest. Yeah, it's seventy-seven percent because maybe right. they have the lowest. Uh, of course, you know, in here, you know, we're being stereotypical. Here in the United States, we're the only country that only, mostly only speaks one language. Everyone outside the United States speaks two or three languages. Yeah. Or so smattering. I think that's changing as, as we're, but, but you're right. I think generally that's, yeah, generally. that's the case. I mean, even looking at these numbers would tell you that uh, things are definitely shifting more towards English. And here's right. where the numbers flip. Have you listened to podcasts? It was mostly in Spanish. Just Latinos, monthly podcast right. listeners, 64% born outside, 78, first gen, 67, second, 46, 43. So that's where the, probably the language thing changes. Yeah. That makes sense. How interested would you be in listening to podcasts made specifically to help you learn and improve your Spanish? 46. Interesting. English, 51. Another language, 36. Huh. 46% they would want. You think about it. My kids, their Japanese sucks. So if they were exposed to a Japanese podcast... It would help them improve their, because they're essentially first gen. If you, well, I don't know how you consider that. That split. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I think this makes sense. Yeah, I think that there's, I think the distinction here is um, understanding and comprehension versus um, speaking, right? in a particular language, uh, I think is where the, the lines are drawn here. People want to learn English, right? So they can speak it. Um, I, I understand more than I can speak. Right. Uh, like Japanese. That's exactly, and, yeah. I think that's exactly what's going on even in the Spanish um, yeah. Latino community too. Right? Thinking about all of the Spanish language podcasts that you listen to, how many of them have advertisements? All of them, 36? Whoa! Whoa, that's impressive. Wow. Most yeah, of them most 40. Of them 40. Wow. Some of them that's that's a, that is outside the norm of English podcast. Holy cow. Wow. Hmm. 76%? That that's 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 wow. Wow. Well, are a lot of podcasts though um that that are done in Spanish? Um, are they really, doesn't some of them rebroadcast radio? Well, I know, but Um, still that's a big number. Oh, it is a big number. It's a big number. A lot bigger than I think, uh, English shows. 30% maybe on English shows. If you're lucky. Yeah. Of course you and I are going to help change that number. Our companies are going to try to change that number. How many advertisements that you hear on Spanish language pets are in Spanish? All of them, 34, most of them, 40, some of them, 25. See, 
Wow. 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 That's also shocking, too. That's a shocking number. Well, considering uh, what the penetration of comprehension in English is, that, that seems a little out of alignment. But still, it's a high, it's a high number. But maybe people would prefer to hear it, the ads in Spanish. That just, that just, I mean, that blows me away. That, yeah. It's almost the same as above, right? Wow. That's crazy. Well, none of them, 1%. Wow. Wow. How do you prefer to listen to advertisements on Spanish language podcasts, both in English and Spanish? 53%, entirely Spanish, 21 entirely English, 17%, no preference, 9 so how exactly do you do it in both languages? Well, you know, I, I, it's it. The best way I can describe it, Spanglish is that what it is? Uh, or you know, like Tagalog. If I'm watching something on YouTube that is uh, in Tagalog, it is Tagalog with a mixture of English. There's just like this inter. You know, you hear it, and then you get five words of English, and they back into Tagalog, and da, 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 it's back and forth. Yeah, so they're bouncing back and they're forth. bouncing back and forth. So. I'm assuming this is what's happening. Yeah. And I don't. So it is a form of Spanglish but then. I don't right. hear that. I hear that in, of course, Tagalog is a little bit Spanish based. Mm-hmm. And again, if, for, for the Filipinos listening to the show, just forgive me if I don't get it completely right. But I think this is a phenomenon you don't hear. When when French people in French, <laughs> when people in France speak French, there is no English. <laughs> right. There is no English intermixed, and in German there is no English intermixed. You know, um, but if you get outside of those hardcore, some of those hardcore languages, you know, mm-hmm. in Sweden they may intermix. <laughs> you know, and it, it's yeah, I think it. Uh, I think it's some languages are more like, you know, we're proud. <laughs> we're not intermixing. I think most English podcasts are probably hundred percent English and don't mm-hmm. mix any yeah. other languages, but that's, that's interesting. Yeah. But Spanglish, I guess that's the right way to say it. How, uh, how do you prefer to listen to advertisements on Spanish language podcasts, both English and Spanish, 53% born in the U S 55 Born outside force. That number is about the same as that other one. So, huh? How do you usually feel when you hear English advertisements on Spanish language podcast? Um, it's more interesting to you, thirty six percent. It bothers you, twelve. It really doesn't matter, fifty two. Born outside wow. the U.S., it's more interesting, twenty two. It bothers you, eleven. 67%, it doesn't really matter to you. This is an interesting slide, too. Yeah. Well, the the one that jumps out at me is the born outside of the U.S., 67%. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that one is How do you shocker. usually feel when you hear English advertisements on... I... Okay, so... I've been reporting when there's been Spanish ads running on my podcast. I'm telling, what are you doing? Right. So I'm on the, I'm on the side of it matters to me where this is contrary to, I'm going to have to really sit back and think a little bit here. Maybe it's not a big deal. 
I don't think it is. I think more and more people are have English comprehension. Well, okay. So ask this to a primarily English speaking person and see why these numbers flip. See if see if you get the same split. Let's say this this question was asked. How do you feel when you hear Spanish advertisements on English language podcasts? If that was the question and the audience was mostly English speakers, where would this fall out? I think the number would be dramatically different. Yeah, I think so. I think it would be inverse of this. It would be, I think that it bothers you would be like 80%. Right. No, let's let's go a little less. Maybe 56%. (laughs) That's my prediction. Wow, completely different. It's just a completely different perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's complicated about um, ads that are done in other languages. It's complicated. Takeaway, yeah. Spanish podcast promotion can be better, and Latino podcast audience is maturing. So again, thank you to Donde Media, LWC Studios, Libsyn, PRX, and XXM Media for sponsoring the Edison Research Latino Podcast Listen Report for 2022. Yeah. Wow. That one makes my brain hurt a little bit. A few of those slides make me, it's like a, having this uh, parody shift, right? Well, like, like they keep saying, um, this study is something, you know, that, you know, trying to dig into the listener, right. Yeah. And how they see this market is not something that the industry has seen before. So, cause we're always so focused on, you know, the, the, the overall market and things like that. But yeah. Th- this is interesting how things have changed and, and how, other languages are having an impact on the medium and how we need to start thinking maybe a little differently than maybe we have been. Yeah. Jeff says, I'd love to hear Todd speak in Spanish. Believe me, Jeff, you would, you do not. <laughs> Hola. You want to see you Como está? Hermosa. Right. <laughs> Don't even ask me to try. Right. Espanol. <laughs> yeah. I already destroy the English language bad enough. <laughs> I would, I have this uh, cool translator app. It's by Google. It'll right. it'll sp- it'll speak to you. It's it's pretty fabulous. Um, it's amazing how that works. <laughs> well, it doesn't work that great <laughs> because you know, you know, but it's not perfect, right? No, it doesn't always get not, not, just right. Not at all. You know, and it's you know, it's it's even more funny when you when you try to do Portuguese because we have a lot of customers in Brazil, and sometimes I'm holding the phone up to the you know and trying to get the Portuguese to translate. I'm reading. I'm like, I don't understand this at all, and I speak back, and you know, it translates it into Portuguese, and it's yeah. I said, let's do this on email. Right. <laughs> well. Um, I'm excited, Todd. Next week, podcast movement. Yeah. So here's the question I actually entitled our YouTube channel today it was before you sent me over the slide, the, the image stuff, because, you know, I know you don't. What will be the podcast movement takeaway? From our show? Nope. Oh, 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 the overall takeaway from yeah. the show. Yeah. I'd say. Based on what I'm hearing, it's going to be um, 
podcast 2.0. Oh. And what's going to happen to RSS? Can we say what we know already is happening? Well, there's a there's a meetup that's happening. I think uh, it's week. invite only at this point, though. Yeah. And it's and it's targeted towards um, platforms that have a have a uh, piece of the pie, right? I've seen can, I've seen the guest list on there. There's a few interesting uh, a, a few interesting attendees, and I'm not going to say who. Right. Well, Todd, I mean, we've done a meetup like this. Yeah, we've done it before. Right. Um, that I don't have permission to say who's all coming. Right. So I'm. It's a it's a coalition of of no. loosely related connected companies that are talking about you know maybe some and new and you and I are actually doing a call standards. tomorrow with somebody so right. we're actually having a pre podcast call pre pre podcast movement call pre meetup call with somebody mm-hmm. so yeah. i i think there is a here here's one thing that i i took away from uh and if you if if you're a podcaster you're not listening to RSS 2.0 our podcast two, it's not RSS, podcast 2.0 podcast. Uh, you missed one heck of an addition on episode. I think, what was it, 97? I'm going to have to look at my look at my app here. Let me open this up. Um, you're doing yourself a, a disservice by not listening to, to Dave and Adam. And uh, there was a takeaway I had. From um, episode, let me look here, episode 97. And I'm going to be frank here. They don't care who does it. Do it. Go out and do it. Go out and copy their work. Use it. Make resources. You know, give credit, obviously, but they just they they don't own any of it. They just want people to do it. That's that's that to me. And here's the thing: I I I think that many times, even I was like, well, there needs to be a committee, or there needs to be a this or this and that. No, there doesn't. There you, you just go do it. Oh, now you're now you're getting fancy with the colors here, Rob. Uh, everyone, yep. Rob is half green, half pink right now. So. Okay, so you turned it to Libsyn Green. Is that what you'd say? So, yes, yes. So, exactly see, you know, be careful here, partner, because I have some of those colored lights in storage, and we can, we can light it up in here, too. So We can have light, <laughs> have light wars. wars. Yeah. Right. But the main thing in the Podcast 2.0 deal is just do it. And that's why Cridlin came out with, uh, he's building a resource to, in fact, where is James? So uh, let me see if I can find him here real quick. Here we go. Don't eat me, James Cridland. Yeah, so that's somehow I got a channel dropping off here. Did it? Don't eat me, James Cridland. And it didn't come across very good. Um, the um, He started a new website that's going to basically lay out the spec and talk. And it was basically, I know why he did. I laughed when I got the email because I said, oh, someone listened to episode 97 and went out and registered a domain name. So, you know, uh, it was, it was kind of comical to me a little bit uh, and good. Someone needs to do it. I don't have the time, <laughs> you know, but there, there is, 
well, it's that analogy. You start at the top, it's, you got a big, nice hill. You got nice, wet snow on the ground. You start with a, you know, a little bit of a snowball, and you roll it down the hill, and it gets speed, and it gets bigger and bigger. Well, there is, there is a, in, in my opinion, and I, I agree with Adam, a year from now, the landscape is going to look very different for, for Podcast 2.0. It's, there's going to be those that have and those that are, oh, crap. Yeah. Well, I think that the bell was rung, right? Um, when Spotify announced that, you know, RSS was antiquated. And I don't think that, I don't think that was. the pasture. Nope. I think Adam is, they've been neutering this thing. Oh, I know they have been. And right. working hard. And it's just like, it's like. Well, I a, think we all feel a sense of urgency, though. They pound. Yeah. But again, it's a different perspective that I'm now uh, attained. It's like I, I, I realized that um, I can't w- wait for the 97% to figure it out. I have to build it for the 3% so we can inform the 97%. Yeah. Yeah. We have, you know, we're just as responsible for driving this as everything else. I had made a comment. Oh, can I say, I can't say where. <laughs> yeah, I can't say where. Because <laughs> I get in trouble if I say where. I made a comment about you should be listening to this. And the response from somebody in the industry was like, oh, it's just a few people participating. I'm like, oh, I think it's just more than a few. And it was just like this immediate dismissal. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, okay. See ya. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> it's okay. I you lead a horse to water. <laughs> right. Should I be promoting? Force me drink though. Should right. I be promoting this? No. I'm the competitive disadvantage to be saying get on the train. Right. But I'm. We want the podcasting space to grow. It's bigger yeah. than Blueberry. It's bigger than Libsyn. We're, who are we doing this for? We're doing this for the listeners. We're doing this for the podcasters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that there is. In part of what's put us in this situation is competitive interests, and I think. Oh that's, yeah. <laughs> and that's um, you know that comes with the development of a of a commercial ecosystem, right? Where people are investing lots of money and want to return from it come it puts, monday puts pressure come monday i'm going to cause pressure <laughs> <laughs> it's something we're doing we're going to cause you at libsyn pressure well no no i would also <laughs> just say it's you know it's it's what we all should be doing we should all right. be you know innovating yeah trying to do something new yeah. but also embrace industry-wide kind of standard yeah. practices too. And I think that that needs to come to, to, um, advertising as well. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's not, I'm not talking about advertising. That's, we're all racing towards that. You know, right. all of us but are racing. all part of the yeah, 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 mix yeah. and it's going to be core to people's motivations for right. innovating. Mm-hmm. So we can't. And, and, and Tom, I stole a word for my programmatic product page, I stole a word from you. I used the word bridge. 
<laughs> so I use the word bridge. You, you you were so ever eloquently mentioned that in one of your previous newsletters. That bridge, that's a perfect that's a perfect word. This is a bridge. <laughs> and for those of you that haven't read the newsletter, you have no idea what what the heck I'm just talking about. So <laughs> Well, Todd, let's let's talk about our our um, live show at Podcast Movement um, that's oh, coming up. Yeah, I sent you a. Wonder if I can slide. Wonder if I can that load. So you can share yeah, that. Yeah, I see if I can bring that up here. And because I loaded the because I've already got the live stream scheduled and stuff because uh, Dan and his team needed it. So let's see if I can bring this up. There right, so we, we go. We already have a live YouTube link that's available for the live show out of podcast movement. So yeah. if you, and I believe this is the only public session that's going to be streamed live. That's publicly. right. So uh, actually th they're going to pick up our YouTube stream and put it up on podcast movement. And of course our streams will be, all our streams should be up because uh, I'll have everything triggered. So you'll find it, find us here. You'll find us on YouTube. You find us on newmediashow.com forward slash live. Right. But, um, yeah. So as Adam said, too many panelists, <laughs> but Friday, August 26th at 1130 to 1245 Dallas time, which is 1230 to 145 Eastern yep. on Friday. Um, and we're going to have, uh, in the Lone Star B, I Lone think. Star B breakout room, which I believe is the keynote. Stage, yeah, right? so we're going to have Heather Osgood, founder and CEO of True Native Media. We're going to have Adam Curry, founder of PodcastIndex.org and of uh, the Podfather. Right. And uh, James Cridlin, editor of Pod News. Oh, Tangia Estrada, yep. co-founder of uh, BIPOC, B-I-P-O-C, Podcast Creators. Uh, what does BIPOC stand for? Um, Black Indigenous... I podcast should. and if we got uh, if, we, if we got that wrong we apologize Tangia. so yes we're going to have six of us and that means you and i can't talk so what <laughs> well we have to be quick with the questions and then make sure everybody has a comment about each of the maybe four questions that we can cover right yeah okay, okay. so let's see here three minutes Hour and fifteen minutes. We spell. You that might get four questions answered. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but we're. What is our focus? We're definitely going to be talking about RS two point oh. Well, I could I could read you the description that oh. I wrote for oh. the session. Okay, go ahead. There, there was for almost two decades, podcasting has been open and based on a really simple syndication RSS, and when podcasters publish a podcast series and podcast episodes is available to many different podcasting platforms. So today we are seeing growing interest in removing RSS as a default from publishing and distribution process to enable direct to individual um, platform publishing example, YouTube, which I think is a good example of it mm -hmm. publishing and viewing. Um, and what it did to video podcasts in the early day of, early days of podcasting. So I think that there, there's a little bit of concern and we'll talk about that issue. Do we see a YouTube of podcasting really happening? And, and I'm not talking about YouTube being that uh, I'm talking about maybe another platform, like maybe a Spotify. 
Um, and are we seeing a move towards um, larger platforms, um, you know, more like a YouTube, adopting a walled garden type publishing and monetization approach uh, as the direction is that the direction that we want for podcasting as we move forward? So um, do, do we want to have a bunch of large platforms where each podcaster goes in and uploads separately? Well, I don't know if that's going to be a question because I think the whole, the whole panel is going to say no, but right, right. Well, yeah, but I think, I think it would be good if we had, had a little bit of objective view on it, because if you look at what's going on around us, around podcasting, just about all the other mediums, um, have that right video. Music, yeah. And, and look at the TV movies. And, yep. And look at the, con, look at how that's really taking care of uh, creators in that situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Agreed. Um, so, you know, that's the thing. It's the open versus closed platform of podcasting. I believe that the industry is exploring that as an option. And, um, should we be concerned about the, the recent push towards professionalization and revenue, um, as we move, as we move forward, um, into these platforms and these large vertically integrated podcasting platforms. Um, so, but I'm going to, I'm going to take us into other topics as well, not just what's in the description, but that's the core, I think of what the bigger topic that, um, we can talk on stage about. All right. Um, Hmm. So, yeah, we need. I want to see his questions before the day before, so we can negotiate on those. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. No, no, I want your input too. If you want to throw in a few, <clears throat> you know, on there, I'll I'll well, add it to the list. So, if anyone that's listening has a fireball question that you think we should add to the list, seeing right. this esteemed panel we have, sure, um, let us know too, because. Um, I, I know three of these people really, really well. I don't know Tangia at all. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what her perspective on this is going to be. So, you know, you look at Heather, she's pretty OG. You know, a- Adam's the original OG. You know, James is the, uh, you know, working to be the kingmaker right now. Um, <laughs> so... Well, I think James is more open to questioning the status quo yeah, of, of the industry, yeah, right, and and pushing the envelope. And I think I, I think we can all agree that RSS is the core, and we, we need to cherish it and develop it and and expand it and add some innovation to it. Um, keep this industry vibrant from an open perspective. One thing I want us to remember going into this rob and i think it's really important there's there's two people there's there's two parties in this that are important and only two right the podcaster who's a creator and the listener and the listener right. what any all of us in between don't matter what matters is the creator and the listener if we can figure out how to help both of those parties right and get out of our own way yeah, I think it's another question about uh, I, I think larger <clears throat> larger media companies and entities that think about this from a commercial perspective do tend to oftentimes think that their customer is the advertisers, 
Um, and the audience is the product. And I think that this is an interesting um, topic for us to talk about too, is, is that this medium was built on just like what you said, Todd, creator and listener. That, that right? direct relationship. Right. And the, the advertiser has always been kind of like, you know, on the side, right. May or may not be involved in that relationship. Yep. Um, and, and I think that's where it needs to stay. So I, I think it'll be a great conversation. Again, it'll be the only, the only free panel coming out of podcast movement. So mm-hmm. if you're not going to be there, then this is your opportunity to, I, I think this is going to be a great panel. Of course, it'll be up as a podcast too. We're going to have the recording um, right. and it'll be available immediately for you to listen. Even if you can't watch, if you're still at work that day, you'll be able to come back to it and watch on YouTube or watch wherever. Um, you know, I think we're, we're really lucky, Todd, because I think we're the only, I think, live podcast that's able to get up on stage at a lot of these podcasting events and talk about these key, key industry issues and topics. And, and certainly we want to hear from you as the listener of the show or viewer of the show um, on those big key topics that you think are out there, too, that we want to talk about in the session, too. Yep. So. And again, uh, maybe we'll have to also, from your questioning standpoint, maybe there's stuff that only apply to, you know, maybe James and Adam, and then maybe some questions that will only be more applicable to Heather and Tangia. I don't know. Maybe you can split it that way, too, so that we can get a little more in there. Yeah, I, I don't right. know. what. And yeah, every, I mean, I think, yeah, I agree, Todd. I think tapping into each, each of the panelists kind of expertise mm-hmm. somewhat and, and then get, um, conversation happening around that, yeah. I think is, is key. Yeah. You know, so everybody gets something out of it. And we will be, uh, watching the helipad, which is the boost during the live. So if anybody, uh, boost during the show, we'll definitely, uh, uh, call that out. I've been promised some, some boost from the audience, which will be fun. So uh, we'll definitely uh, show the value for value uh, to the audience that's listening and watching the the show. I want to make one comment, Rob. Do you see this new new thing over my shoulder? Have you have you watched it today a little bit? It, it's, oh, it's you, a little. Was it a blueberry clock? Is it, that what it is? Well, you got the blueberry logo, but below it, yeah. And again, text, it's right? it's it's a product that's called Tidbit. T I D B Y T. They sent it's full disclosure, they sent me a free one to review. You plug it in, you use the app, and you put all kinds of messages in there. So I've got a matrix flow. And you know, you and I when it I was actually kind of thinking maybe the audience couldn't see it, but in the produced video you can see it real good. So it shows a Twitter account, it shows a matrix, shows the time. Uh, there's, oh. it'll do all kinds cool. of crazy things. So it, it's called tidbit and not an endorsement, but I just, you know, it was kind of a fun thing. Someone sent me, have no idea what it cost. Um, yeah, but, Todd, I went out and got, got myself a drone so you can see oh. it on the shelf back behind me. Which one have you got? Uh, it's the DGI, um, was it the mini three pro? Oh, yeah. But I have one of those. It's a nice you little do. drone. Absolutely. Yeah. So they're fun. Uh, don't crash it. It actually it's pretty hard to crash unless you fly it into a tree or something. Yeah, I mean it's got front and, and um, yeah bottom and back. Is this sensors. your first one? 
Yeah, I've never had one before. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and these actually do pretty well indoors too. So I actually was flying around our office in Columbus. You, you saw that video where that Facebook where yep. we all waved. That was my drone hovering, uh, yeah, taking so you just push a button on the screen <laughs> on my, my, my pad back here and it'll raise up, I think what, four feet in the air and it just hover. Yeah. Well, again, you be careful. The, the, the trouble with drones in flying indoors is when you get in a corner, uh, they don't do well. So stay away from corners. Yeah, that or if it has the <laughs> sensors on it. Well, right? you turn off the collision avoidance, you get in a corner, it's going to flip over and crash. So uh, Yeah, which isn't good for it. No, it's no. not. You'll be using one of your three warranty calls to come and, and have a replacement. So. <laughs> probably <laughs> hey, probably there, have to replace some, yeah, there some rotor blades on it. Too, oh, that right? was not a boost. That was a text. So uh, for those of I don't know if any of you heard that, but so yeah, it was not a boost. Okay. Well, let's get off in here. Um, All right. Well, we'll see everybody down in Dallas if you're going to be yeah. down there. And if you're not, uh, you know, uh, check out the, the live show next, uh, it'll be next Friday. Next right. Friday. And we'll, we'll have the embed up on the website pretty quickly along with extra details. A new show.com forward slash live is probably the best place to see the YouTube embed. Again, if you watch here, it'll be here too. But uh, we will not be watching the chat room. That doesn't, no, we won't be. That right. doesn't usually work unless I have a laptop on my lap, which is kind of weird. Well, you could have a phone open in front of you. Yeah, probably. but still, it's hard. Maybe yeah. a, maybe a, a tablet or something. We'll see if that works. So uh, it's going to be, if you're on the East Coast, it's going to be, what, 1230? 1230. Um, PM yeah. on Friday the 26th. Yep. Uh, it's going to go for an hour and 15 minutes. And if you're on the West Coast, it'll be, what, it'll be 10 to... It'll be nine. Uh, 30. See, they're, they're one hour from central. So, yeah, two hours. So, yeah. Two hours. So yeah. 930. 930 right. on the. On the oh, West Coast. Okay, everyone. It's been fun doing the show with you. Thank you for being here. And uh, we will uh, be back with you on Friday for live in, in uh, Dallas. And yep. uh, everyone take care. Have a great week. I'm Todd at Blueberry.com at Geek News on Twitter. And I'm on Twitter as well at Rob Greenlee. And you can certainly send me an email if you want to Rob G at Lipson.com. And if you want to meet up at the uh, podcast movement, uh, send me an email. Or use the app. Thanks. Yep. Or use the <laughs> app. Right. I've been, I've been reaching out to a lot of people on the app too. So trying to connect with people. But, All right, everyone. See you next time. Yep. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye.